the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Thank you, sir, and uh, he's here to say good afternoon to you. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Lifeline for the fourth day of November. Wow. Let's start thinking about the uh, Thanksgiving plans. Unbelievable how this year has flown by, isn't it? Well, Craig Roberts, again, as I say, here to say hello and uh, welcome you into another edition of Lifeline. We've got lots to talk about tonight. A little bit later on, Todd Middleton is going to join us, a name that perhaps will not ring any bells for you. But when I tell you that he's the host of Voice of the Martyrs and Dr. Richard Warmbrand's amazing ministry, Coming up November the 7th, it is International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and oh my my, the church is persecuted in so many countries. We'll talk a bit about this important date of prayer, and also a bit about the ministry of Voice of the Martyrs. I had the privilege of meeting Dr. Wormbrand many years ago, and a phenomenal man of God, to be sure. That's coming up a little bit later on in tonight's program. Also, Church of the Week. That'll be tonight, coming your way at 6 p.m. And uh, my guest tonight, as I look at my copious notes, oh, that's right, Pastor Kirkland Smith is going to be on the program this evening. And that'll be coming your way at 6 o'clock. You know, we kind of accept as a fact of life that there are certain types of professions that you really need to have an expert to guide you. What's the old adage about the the fool has himself as an attorney or, uh, you know, (laughs) performing surgery on oneself? Yeah, those things are probably better left up to the expert. So when you have medical issues, you hire a doctor. When you have legal issues, you hire a lawyer. And when you have important key financial questions related to life planning, retirement planning, well, it's always wise to seek out the advice of a financial advisor, preferably a certified financial planner. And when I think of certain groups that need that the most, my, my, don't pastors seem to be at the top of the list? And I say that because pastors tend to be very busy, distracted in a million different directions simultaneously. If you pastor a large church, you're constantly being called on for something. If you pastor a small church, (laughs) you're constantly being called on for something. The list might be a little bit different, but it's a long list. And then to think at the end of the day, as pastor is dealing with church business, administering to members of the congregation, preparing sermon notes for Sunday's message. Oh, by the way, he's performing a wedding on Saturday and on and on the list goes, let alone caring for his own family. And then to say, and pastor, when it's 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night and you're finally ready to settle in for the evening, time to sit down and think about your retirement planning. (laughs) That's difficult for most of us, let alone a pastor. Isn't it good to know? that an organization like MMBB exists 
to guide churches and pastors in this very complicated at times and always important process. And particularly this time of year as we kind of wind down the fourth quarter here, uh, many churches are beginning to plan their budgets for the new year. What an important time to make sure that as you are planning for 2022, part of those plans includes making sure that you're taking care of the individual that takes care of the congregation, your pastor. Joining me with more is Reverend Augie Bao. He is a MMBB retirement benefits consultant. He is um, a certified financial planner, has an MBA from UC Berkeley, and is also a ordained Baptist minister. Been involved in counseling pastors and churches in the matter of um, life planning, financial planning for many, many years, and uh, Pastor Bao, always good to have you with us. Did we lose him? After that brilliant introduction, too. Let's uh, put another nickel in the Nickelodeon, would you? Do, 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 do. This hadn't happened in a while. We've got two of them in there. Our operations manager is, is feverishly pressing buttons. Press this one, do that, and try that again. Hello? And Augie, can you hear me? Hmm. Yep, that hamster definitely needs to be fed. So while they do that, what am I going to tell you? <laughs> this is one instant in season and out of season, right? Um, did you did you see the interesting story in the news? We were talking about this before I came on the air tonight. They had uh, yes, no. Oh, okay. He. They're going to reset the phone system, I see. <laughs> if you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes in radio, this apparently is it. All right. Uh, did you see the story out of Dallas that uh, yesterday they had several hundred people show up at Dealey Plaza? This is not a joke, although it's frightening. It's a, it's, it's a frightening story, in fact. Several hundred people showed up at Dealey Plaza there in Dallas, the site of the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy back in November of 63, awaiting the arrival of JFK Jr. Now, some astute listeners in the audience say the arrival of JFK Jr. Wait, what, what, didn't he pass away in an airplane crash like 10, 20 years ago? Oh, yeah, he did. But uh, they somehow think that that was staged and he's been in hiding for the last couple of decades in preparation for the announcement that he is going to be joining joining Donald Trump his running mates. Yes, the son of one of the perhaps longest Democratic familial legacies in U.S. history, suddenly changing sides and teaming up with Republican to uh, serve as running mates in the 2024 election. <laughs> and they're serious about it. Same group of people that apparently are expecting Bigfoot to show up at any moment. All right, that's my story. That's all I'm going to share. Let's see if we've got Augie on now with us. Augie, can you hear me? Yes, I can. There we go. They had to feed the hamster, (laughs) Augie. I apologize for that. Uh, The brilliant minds in the other room did whatever they did, put another nickel inside the phone and got things working. So back to that um, razzle-dazzle introduction that I gave you, talking about the fact that oftentimes in life we, um, we need to seek out the advice of experts. We go to doctors when we have medical issues. We see lawyers if we have a legal problem. And the wise people seek out the counsel of a financial planner, preferably a certain financial planner when it comes to life and money management. And of course, one of the big groups that has the 
perhaps one of the biggest challenges in that arena, just because of all that they do and how many demands that there are on their time, are pastors. This is a season when many churches are thinking about budget planning heading into the new year of 2022. And so I think it would be appropriate to spend a couple of minutes to talk about many of the incredible advantages that are offered to churches and pastors through MMBB. Well, thank you. Um, yes, MMBB has been around since 1911. We have over a century of serving pastors. We're blessed in that John Rockefeller gave us $7 million in the 1920s. Today we have an endowment over $200 million. So all of our services are free. Let me repeat that. Our services are completely free to churches because we have an endowment which covers our administrative costs. And our core benefit um, is a retirement program for pastors. But we bundled it in a three-for-one package called a comprehensive plan, which includes not just retirement, but also disability and life insurance protection. And I maintain it's something that's a benefit to the pastor, but also to the church, because if something happens to the pastor, often the church is scrambling in terms of finances. Oh, don't I know it. I mean, uh, the, the, we all perhaps, that, especially that have attended smaller churches, can tell stories about um, the pastor's wife suddenly took ill, pastor took ill. Now they're not only having to go and find somebody to fill the pulpit, but now what are we going to do to help pay for the medical bills because there was some short-sightedness? And, of course, this is not just things like a sudden illness, but there could be a potentiality of long-term disability. Uh, that might be illness. That could be an injury. And then what happens to to a pastor? A a church can find themselves in financial straits and that family, the the family of your pastor in even worse condition. And so this kind of forward thinking, critically important. And what I love so much about the services offered by MMBB, and Augie, maybe you can expound upon this, um, everything that's offered in terms of advice, counseling, the, the management fees, all of that, that would be, you know, under a kind of a traditional plan like somebody like me would go and find, uh, pastors and churches coming to MMBB find out that not only do they get top-shelf services, but there are no fees. How is that even possible? It's because um, we have an endowment. Um, Rockefeller gave us $7 million in the 1920s, and today our endowment is over $200 million. And as a result, we're able to offer free services. I emphasize free services um, for pastors and for churches. And I'm glad you talked about the disability portion, Craig. Um, In this COVID environment, um, many pastors, unfortunately, um, and and others um, have come down with COVID. And sometimes the recovery could be a year because pastors are still out and about taking care of their parishioners, their, their flock. And if somebody came down with some type of condition, including uh, longer recovery from COVID or a car accident or heart attack or major illness, our disability benefit would come into effect. There's a standard three-month wait. After three months, MMBB starts paying the pastor or staff member two-thirds of their salary until they're able to go back to work. So... In this environment, especially as many people have come down with COVID and sometimes take a while to recover, this disability benefit is very helpful to protect the pastor to continue their salary, even if they're out for a period of time. 
So this is not only a way in working with MMBB to save money, because, again, there are no management fees because of the endowment that Augie referred to a moment ago, but, but moreover, an opportunity to take advantage of a comprehensive plan that provides the kind of peace of mind, protection, and safety that you want for your pastor because you love your pastor, you care for your pastor. And a lot of churches, uh, you know, perhaps don't know where to start. They don't know who to trust. They're concerned about, oh, they've heard these, uh, you know, big management fees, things of that sort. Well, MMBB, over 100 years doing this, no fees whatsoever. And again, there are under one roof you can you can gain advice and investment opportunities for long term planning for retirement, disability benefits in the event of, of, of sickness or an injury, um, and and uh, even life in, insurance benefits when it comes to well, what happens if you know the, the 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 unwarranted occurs? How is your family going to be protected? What happens to your spouse? Things of this sort. There's so much there that's available and. The beautiful thing, Augie, is that you'll come, you'll meet with a, a church board or the entire congregation. You can sit with a pastor, talk about many of the different choices that are available. And, uh, you know, not only is this an organization that you can trust, but um, the the kind of flexibility that's offered means that there's really something available for every church, whether they've got 100 members or 10,000 members. Exactly. And I know there might be some treasurers and finance people listening, and their main question is, well, how much is it going to cost? Um, basically, the cost for the comprehensive plan, three-in-one, retirement, life insurance, and disability, all three-in-one plans, is 10% of the pastor's salary. If the pastor's getting 4000 a month, the cost of the church would be 400 a month. So if you want to get more information, and you certainly should, especially as we think about end-of-year budget planning for 2022, why don't you give Augie Bao a call? He serves um, the, not only Northern California, but uh, a number of states here on the West Coast. And uh, you can reach him by calling directly, 917-209-9911. He's based here locally in the San Francisco Bay Area, in the Castro Valley area, but to travels all anywhere you need him to go, uh, he'll be available. He can also have appointments, of course, over the uh, the internet. 917-209-9911. That's 917-209-9911. Or on the web at mmbb.org. That's mmbb.org. Whether you're looking for a pastor's retirement benefits planning, disability income protection, life insurance protection for the pastor's family, all of this and more available through MMBB. And again, it's not only uh, incredibly affordable, but there are never any management fees. So it's, it's, it's a deal that can't be found anywhere else exclusively for churches, church pastors, and church staff members. On the web, mmbb.org, or again, call Augie Bow directly at 917-209-9911. Thanks to Reverend Augie Bow for being with us and being patient with our 1935 phone system here. <laughs> Put another nickel in. Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Christmas is not that far away, as you are aware. And uh, coming up on December the 25th, in addition to the uh, celebration of the birth of of Jesus, it also uh, marks an important um, mile marker in modern history. And that is that December 25th of 89 will be 32 years since the fall of the Ceausescu regime in Romania. 
and the beginning of the end, the beginning of the collapse of Soviet communism throughout not just Eastern Europe, but as you know, eventually by 93 in the now former Soviet Union. It was a scenario that occurred following years of just brutal dictatorship under Nikolai Ceausescu, culminating in a protest in late December that by the 25th resulted in a quick court-martial and execution of both Ceausescu and his wife, Elena. It is under the attitude of that regime that actually has its roots going back to uh, post-World War II. Ceausescu had been a um, ardent communist dating back to the mid-30s, and think that one of his first arrests for communist uh, agitation was in 1936. And of course, after the end of the war, the communists seized power in 1945. And not long after that, a pastor by the name of Richard Warmbrand was arrested for being just that, nothing more than being a pastor and sharing the gospel. He ultimately spent nearly 20 years in jail, finally released in 1964, just on the cusp of Ceausescu becoming the president of Romania in 1965. And the kind of suffering that the Romanian people dealt with, first under the Nazi occupation in 1940, and then under Soviet communism from 45 until the collapse in 1989 was pretty brutal. Dr. Richard Warmbrand knows better than most just how brutal it was. He and his wife founded a ministry called Voice of the Martyrs, which continues to this very day, though they have both been called home to be with the Lord. The story of what they went through, particularly during the brutality of the Nazi occupation from 1940 to 1945, is um, now chronicled inside of a new film. And here to tell us more about that and a special International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church coming up on the 7th is the Chief of Media Relations and the host of Voice of the Martyrs Radio, Todd Nettleton. And Todd, great to have you with us. Thank you so much. It's good to be with you. You know, that was, uh, that was a pretty brutal regime. Um, and, uh, you know, not just the impact of Nazism, but the impact of communism for many, many years on the Romanian people. And it's taken decades for Romania to really come out from underneath all of that. Um, and yet, in spite of all of that, and, and during all that time, uh, Dr. Richard Warmbrand, whom I had the privilege of meeting many years ago, um, remained steadfast. In, in, in fact, there were a number of opportunities, as I recall, where he was basically told, if you just renounce all of this, uh, we'd be willing to let you go. But he refused to betray his Savior, and he dealt with many years of, of brutal persecution and, and, uh, and jail time, as I mentioned, uh, not just under the communists, but also under the, the Nazi occupation, as I mentioned. And it is that, that period of Nazi occupation that this new film, Sabina, Tortured for Christ, the Nazi years, um, it really kind of pulls back the curtain on. Tell us more. Well, it, it is a film that shares the story of Richard and Sabina in kind of their early life, before they became believers in Christ, uh, and then it shares how they how they met each other, how they met Jesus, and how they became uh, these Christians who would stand up under such persecution. You know, the film was actually made in Romania, and it's interesting, so many of the cast and crew have memories of the revolution. They have memories of Ceausescu, one of the actresses, her grandmother was imprisoned by the communists, and so 
the telling of this story was very personal for the cast and crew in Romania, working on talking about Richard and Sabina Wormbrand loving Jesus more more than they hated their enemies. Like they were able to overcome that hatred because of the love of Christ. And there's a unique angle to this, too, isn't there? I mean, for, for a lot of folks that are familiar with the best-selling book, uh, Tortured for Christ, which is the story of Richard Warmbrand, uh, this instead is told from the perspective of Sabina. It is. It is told through her eyes. And, you know, there, there is no Richard Warmbrand without Sabina Warmbrand. She, she really, they were a matched set. She put the steel in his spine in many ways. And so this film, telling it from sort of her perspective, and one of the interesting things, and it is portrayed very beautifully in the film, is, you know, Richard was the first to choose to follow Christ, and Sabina, both of them had been born into Jewish families. Sabina was not happy that her husband was now saying Jesus was the Messiah and deciding to follow him. In fact, she was so angry, she planned to commit suicide as a form of protest against this terrible decision that Richard had made. And you see in the film him gently lead her towards Christ, just just by loving her, by demonstrating Christ's love. It's really a beautiful portrayal of winning someone over, not, not with what we say and not with the force of some great logical argument, but we're just with the love of Jesus and showing them that love. And, and as I recall, and again, you know, I'm, I'm going back to the 1980s when Richard came and spoke and Sabina came with him to, to an event that I was involved with. And, and as I recall, she was in many respects a driving force, and by that I mean that she was she was a helpmate in the truest sense of the word, encouraging him, undergirding him uh, in in many ways. You know, what's the old said? The, the wind underneath his wings, as the saying goes. Uh, it, it was <laughs> delightful to see the 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 interplay, the synergy between the two of them. And so I, I think the idea of producing a film that tells the story from her perspective is is not only refreshing, but also help, I think, give viewers a deeper understanding of not only what they went through and the horror of those times, first under Nazism and later under Soviet communism, uh, but also the way in which Christ sustained both of them and ultimately ended up developing a global ministry that is not only impacting lives, but providing help and support to persecuted believers across the planet to this very day. It is. And you know, Sabina was an extraordinary woman in her own right. She was educated at the Sorbonne uh, in the 1930s. It was very uncommon for a woman to have that opportunity. So she she was an extraordinary person, and as was Richard, and, and you know this if you met them. And so having two extraordinary people join in this partnership to serve the Lord no matter what, uh, you can see when you understand that how they were able to have such an impact, and as you say, an impact that continues even to today through the ministry of the Voice of the Martyrs. 
If you've just joined us, Todd Nettleton, my guest, Todd is the Chief of Media Relations and the host of the Voice of the Martyrs radio program. November 7th, as I mentioned, is an important date on the church calendar. It is International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. We'll talk a bit more about that when we come back. Information in the meanwhile about the Voice of the Martyrs ministry online at vom.org. That's V-O-M, thing, voiceofmartyrs.org. Let's take a time out. We'll come back to more of our conversation with Todd Nettleton as Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, welcome back. <clears throat> Pardon me, all choked up. Welcome back to the conversation. Craig Roberts with you here as we are visiting with Todd Nettleton, Chief of Media Relations and the host of Voice of the Martyrs, the radio broadcast of the Ministry of Voice of the Martyrs. And we've been talking a bit about this new film. I understand the film was released in, uh, in late August. And for folks that want to get information about where they can view Sabina, Tortured for Christ, the Nazi Years. Where is that available, Todd? SabinaMovie.com. It actually, it will be in theaters next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's a Fathom event in more than 800 theaters around the country next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, immediately following the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. Ah, okay. I saw an August 31st date. That must have been the date of a press release. So this is, boy, this is hot and fresh off the presses. I love it. Yeah, it's and we want to get people because of the quality of the filmmaking. Like I mentioned, it was shot in Romania with a Romanian cast and crew. Uh, These are people who have worked on major Hollywood productions. It's worthwhile to go to the theater and see it. It is so well done from an artistic standpoint. In addition to the power of Sabina's story. And are there are there aspects of this that that. In your viewpoint, Todd, having seen the film, that can also be an effective tool in a witnessing standpoint? It is a great witnessing tool. And because when we meet Richard and Sabina in the film, they are not believers in Christ. They have rejected religion. They are basically atheists. They are pursuing pleasure wherever they may find it. And so this is a film where if you take someone who's not a believer, they're going to be able to kind of see that transformation and and see themselves in the film. It is not, though, a sermon. It's, it's a story. It is a well-made, entertaining film, but it does share the powerful story of how Richard and Sabina were transformed when they met Christ. And it's a love story in that regard, too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You, you see Richard and Sabina meeting each other and falling in love, and even their wedding it was a beautifully shot. Wedding, and, and so you do get to see them as people. Uh, One of the things about, you know, when you hear their story and you hear Richard was 14 years in prison and he loved his torturers, you think, you know, these these are superheroes. These are people that I could never be like. But when you see them in this film as unbelievers and you see them as a young newlyweds falling in love with each other, I think all of us can find ourselves in this film, Sabina. And again, folks can get more information online at sabinamovie.com, S-A-B-I-N-A, sabinamovie.com. The timing of this, I think, also uh, critically important, given the fact, as we alluded to earlier, Richard, that uh, coming up on the, the 7th on Sunday is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. For folks that are not familiar with that and what the issue is in terms of, you know, we... Christians sometimes in the United States, we like to get a little bit melodramatic. Uh, we think if somebody looks at us cross-eyed that that is, is persecution. But there are 
people in parts of the world who literally will lose a job because they proclaim Christ as Lord and Savior. And in some extreme circumstances, like North Korea, you can literally lose your life. Tell us more about that. Well, in more than 70 countries around the world, Christians are facing trials for the name of Christ. If they would deny Christ, if they would say, fine, I'm not a Christian, I'll go back to being a Muslim, fine, I won't be a Christian, I'll be a good communist, uh, they wouldn't face these challenges, they wouldn't face this persecution, but they choose Jesus in spite of the persecution. And the first thing they ask us, as Christians living in the free world, the first thing they ask us to do to support them is to pray for them. And so the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians coming up this Sunday is a direct response to the very first thing they ask us to do, which is pray for them. And, you know, isn't it always telling, I think, uh, in the travels that I've done in meeting people persecuted for their faith in countries like communist China, Vietnam, North Korea, elsewhere, that seldom do they say, pray that God will rescue us, pray that God will take us out of our circumstances, but rather pray that God will give us the strength and that we can continue to be an effective witness through all of this. I think one of the most uh, eye-opening moments I had was years ago meeting a young evangelist in China um, who, upon my second visit to the country, I found out had been arrested for his activities in uh, evangelism and Bible distribution. And then on a subsequent visit to that, about three, four years later, um, were able to meet him after he had been released from prison. And I got to tell you something, uh, Todd, it was, it was almost like a, a knock over the head, and deservedly so, when this gentleman saw me, remembered me from previous visits years ago, and said that he thanked God for his time in prison because it gave him opportunity to finally slow down, that he was so busy spreading the word, reaching people for Christ, that he never really had much time to really spend uh, time in communion with the Lord and in prayer, and that he had spent time in prison and was grateful for the opportunity, and that he was able to pray for me. Wow. Yeah. That's that's one of those, I think I'll just go hang my head in shame now moments <laughs> when you realize, you know, there are people that really, truly, in, in a Paul sort of way, suffer for their faith. And this is the reality that many parts of the church are facing today, of which most of us in the West know absolutely nothing about. We don't. And as you say, it is happening. It is real. Uh, the, the modern day Richard and Sabina Wormbrands are all around the world. Uh, I think of Pastor Wang Yi, who is serving a nine-year prison sentence in China right now. Uh, I think of a pastor named Haile Naiski, who has been more than 17 years in prison in Eritrea. And I think of their family. And so many like them around the world. And as you say, they're, they're not asking us to pray that, that their government will be overthrown, that they won't be persecuted, that, that somehow this suffering will stop. They're asking us to pray that they'll be faithful to Christ, e even in the midst of the suffering, that he will encourage and empower them to be faithful. So I hope every church, I hope every Christian will pray, especially this weekend. But, but we can't just sort of cross it off our calendar and say, okay, hey, we'll see 
next November. Uh, it needs to be a regular part of our Christian walk to pray for the parts of the body of Christ that are suffering. And, you know, uh, challenging the church to do this collectively across the globe in the free world to pray for the persecuted church in the not-so-free world this coming Sunday. Critically important. There's information, by the way, about that. Persecution.com. That's persecution.com. Again, this Sunday is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. We urge you to uh, to remember those that are literally suffering for their faith. They really know what true persecution is. And if you want to get involved in learning more and supporting a ministry that helps to support and undergird uh, many across the globe and can help better all all of us better understand what true persecution is, I urge you to get more information about Voice of the Martyrs. As we mentioned, um, the ministry has been going strong for, my goodness, uh, 50, 60, so more years now. And you can get more information on the web at vom.org. That's vom for Voice of Martyrs. .org. And our thanks to Todd Nettleton, who is the um, host of Voice of the Martyrs radio program and chief of media relations. And again, uh, the film, Sabrina, Tortured for Christ, the Nazi Years, theaters across the country, information on the web at sabinamovie.com, sabinamovie.com. 545 from KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. And welcome back to this edition of Lifeline. You know, as we look at issues like um, sports, certainly this is a great pastime for us to kind of get a, a sense of enjoyment and escapism. But we've also come to understand that sports can teach us many valuable things, uh, teammanship, uh, endurance, uh, certainly uh, the sense of uh, personal success and performance. But we're also discovering at many levels that sports can also teach us some deeper, more enduring lessons. Joining me now is Dr. David Cook, president of the Texas-based Peak Performance Firm, bridging the gap between sports and business performance. He is former director of Allied Sport and Performance Psychology at the University of Kansas and the author of the best-selling book, Golf's Sacred Journey, Seven Days at the Links of Utopia. And Dr. Cook, great to have you on the program with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate it very much. This must be an exciting time for you as well, now seeing your book, Golf Sacred Journey, making the leap from uh, print to now the big screen with release across the country of Seven Days in Utopia. Tell us a bit about uh, the story here that is behind this film. Well, the story takes place in a little community in Texas called Utopia, and uh, there's a really, I guess, minimalist, you'd call it a minimalist little golf course here, nine-hole golf course, is built around a cemetery, and uh, one day when I went out there and saw this beautiful cemetery next to this really pathetic driving range and golf course, I just felt the sense and the urging from the Lord to, 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 to look deeper, to notice some things, and I began to notice the significance of how profound the simple was. And I felt like the Lord just said, this is a place to write the book. And, you know, a day before that, I had no idea how to be writing a book. So I went home, got my computer, I put my hands on it. And about eight hours later, they stopped. I just felt like there was a real download of a story. My background is in sports psychology, as, as, as you mentioned a minute ago. And so I was able to take my experience with this beautiful little spot in the world and create a story that was a different way for me to speak and to share the ideas that I've been given that I think will help people not only in performance, but in life. And uh, what came out was this book. It was, it was a pretty amazing experience and uh, an incredible journey. 
Now, the story here is a story of Luke, uh, who I understand is a talented young golfer making his way along the pro tour uh, in, in, in some respects. I mean, there are certainly big figures that we know of, names that we're all familiar with in the world of pro golf today that might come to mind out of whose life at certain levels tends to kind of mirror some of this. But ironically, along, too, with that, uh, escaping some of the pressures of the game and uh, finds himself along the way stranded there in Utopia, Texas. What are some of the key lessons that you're hoping viewers uh, following the readers to your best-selling book, Golf's Sacred Journey, now with the new film, Seven Days in Utopia? What are some of the lessons that you're hoping they'll extract and walk away from beyond just a good time at the movies? Well, yeah, this is way more than just a good time at the movies. One of the things we try to teach, you know, I really want to share some ideas about performance that I think will help people, but the main, main point there is that life is bigger than performance. It's way bigger than the scoreboard. And uh, many of us get knocked out of our game or taken out of our game by the scoreboard or by successes and failures. And this young kid had a meltdown. And he spent seven days with an older, wiser gentleman that used other elements in the environment, like fly fishing and flying an airplane and uh, painting and picture washing and things like this that drew him out of, sort of out of the game of golf, but taught him deep principles about how to play better and also how to live his life deeper. And it culminates in the scene in the cemetery where he really challenges him about what's Epitaph going to say and what's, you know, why is he doing what he's doing? Change of the kid's life. And then he reenters the world of performance with a new attitude and a new heart. And at the end of the movie really gives us a picture of what performing as a Christian would look like. What is it? What is the purpose and how can God use that in our life? So it, it, uh, it's a full circle. You know, we, incre- we included the faith in there and, and also some teaching from the sports psychology. And even though there's a lot of golf there, it's, it's really more of a life story than just a golf movie, for sure. Yeah, that certainly struck me in watching the trailer. I, I thought, you know, there's aspects of this that go beyond simple lessons that we can utilize, you know, whether it's on the golf course or on the field, uh, that, that certainly are applicable toward performance in the arena of sports, but on the grander picture, at a deeper level, lessons that I think, uh, Dr. Cook, are applicable to, to what we do in life, given the fact that, you know, while the scoreboard might be one measurement of success on the field, there are other scoreboards, so to speak, that we use in life. That, that sometimes as we're adding up the score might tend to be pretty discouraging. And so out of that, you draw a lot of very strong biblical principles to help lead people along the way. Absolutely. And um, they're, they're, it, the whole movie is built around biblical principles. And But it's not a heavy-handed movie. And, and in fact, I think that it's one that we prayed about deeply when we were making this that you can take your friends and family to. Um, and it's, a, it's an opening. And the movie is the beginning. There's, a, there's an opportunity at the very end of the movie for people to continue their journey. We will lead them to another another option for their life. So this is unlike most movies. Uh, it's a beginning, not an end. And I think it was so well cast. I don't think we told our audience this yet, but Robert Duvall plays the, the wise mentor in this movie. And he's... Uh, you know, he's one of just about every, probably all your listeners, one of, at least in their top ten favorite actors of all time. He does a great job with this. Then Melissa Leo, just one of the best supporting actress. She's also in there. Um, and Lucas Black, who is a real player, a very good golfer, is in our movie. He was uh, in Sling Blade and Friday Night Lights and is, is authentic. So it's the most authentic golf movie, even though I'm telling you it's not just a golf movie. It, everything's authentic about this movie and real. You can feel the, you know, you can feel this community of utopia and you can feel the experience as you watch this. 
And Duvall, of course, no stranger to um, spiritually based or, or thematic films, has performed in other uh, films that have that same kind of feeling to them or genre about them. Uh, and and what, what encourages me about a film, as you point out, of this sort, and that is that it's not just a beginning, a middle, and an end, uh, but as you leave the film, as you walk out of the theater, I think many viewers, as much as they would be after having read the book, Golf's Sacred Journey, walk away with a sense of, of the opportunity to get fresh beginnings, uh, to move past some of the, the maybe bad choices we made in the past and find new life, new direction moving forward into the future. Yeah, they, they have an opportunity to, to leave this movie and begin all over. Or, as we say in the movie, the uh, young man buries some old lies that he was living by, like his score, was his identity was based on his score, um, that uh, um, how he played... Uh, told everybody about who he was as a person and I think all of us get caught up in that you know sort of kind of that the the uh, the arena of being judged by others according to what we do and so this is a there's a real there's a real moment in this movie where he gets it and and du, and Duval delivers it so well um, to get him sort of out of the game of the world and into the game that God called us to. Yeah, that, that whole idea of success in life, uh, not always measured of a man by, uh, you know, how much money you make or how good your golf score might be, uh, manners and, and fashions in which normally the world measures success, but rather a measure of the man is is much deeper than that. It sure is. And, you know, that's a, that's a message. That, you know, the, the, I guess the main message of this movie is that most people are looking for more in their life. They're, they're, they're searching for something, the meaning that's got to be deeper than, you know, what they see around them. And the answer to that more is in this movie. And uh, I, I think that's a universal question. What, what else is there? You know, there's got to be more. Uh, it, it goes beyond just the typical couple of hours in a movie theater escapism. Uh, it, it walks away. You walk away, I think, with a sense of being encouraged uh, and can be a, a wonderful tool for reaching people that are struggling. And I think, uh, Dr. Cook, in light of what's going on in the world around us today, we know a lot of folks that are struggling, uh, challenges at work or economic problems, uh, layoffs, all of these things. And people are looking to go deeper and higher and, and find more significant meaning in life where they can measure their success beyond just what they've done in the world of sports or business. And finally, Dr. Cook, the book I would imagine available through Amazon.com if folks would like to pick up a copy. They can. It's also available at linksofutopia.com, linksofutopia.com. And we have so many uh, interesting things on that site for people uh, like me walking around in Utopia and sort of showing people around. Go to that site. That's a, that's a good one to to begin the engagement problem. Linksofutopia.com. Dr. David Cook, thanks so much for being with us on this edition of Lifeline. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.